<sighs> what a nice day it is today. What? You expect an intro? There's two no hitters this week. Nothing new. Welcome to 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball, the podcast show that covers all 52 weeks of the MLB year, starting from number one to number 52. I am your host, Ian Young. If we can get an episode, it's been about oh, it's about been about two months in the MLB season. We have got some history brewing here this year. Big shout out to my good friend Anderson Davis for the intro for the swag intro it's amazing thank you a lot and a big shout out to his good friend josh peterson for the swag logo both do an awesome job with it thank you all for listening and please stay tuned and enjoy to this week's podcast week number 20 we are on episode number 20 we're going to celebrate that today but we're still going to be talking about baseball thank you for all my listeners out there big shout out to all you guys for having for having listened to 20 episodes of my podcast that really helps me out a lot and if you haven't yet please subscribe to the podcast so that you can get your weekly update on mlb baseball let's get into this episode wow uh yeah last week or two weeks i think it was last week um uh, i was going off albert pujols who um who was actually looked like he was going to retire like he was released by the Los Angeles Angels and it looks like and it looked like the end of his career was coming and that did not happen he signs with the Dodgers he actually hit a home run with the Dodgers yesterday he signed a one year deal with them for the rest of the year probably going to retire after that but I mean, man the Dodgers really I mean why why not the Cardinals what about the um um what about the Cardinals or the White Sox? The White Sox, though, they're too talented, can't get him. Or, I mean, even the Cardinals, have him sit the bench. He's literally sitting the bench with the Dodgers. Like, he's not really playing that much with the Dodgers. But, again, signs with them so he can finish out his career. And he wants to bring another championship back to them. But they're still third in the division, so let's see how that goes. I wake up Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday morning. I look at MLB.com, and when I look at MLB.com, I see that Spencer Turnbull has thrown a no-hitter against the same team that John Means threw a no-hitter, the Seattle Mariners. Spencer Turnbull is the first ever pitcher, I think, to start off to have a losing record season within two years of his career and still pitch a no-hitter. He threw a no-hitter for the Tigers a couple of days ago. He looked very good. Two walks, only two walks again, and was just a dominant that day. 
and he becomes the first Tiger since Justin Verlander to throw a no-hitter, and the first Tiger since Justin Ver first Tiger that's not Justin Verlander since Jack Morris to throw a no-hitter, and it's and it's really good. Like it's really amazing. Like that's the fifth no-hitter this season. The fifth. We're only two months in. The fifth no-hitter, and it's against the same team that John Means no-hit, and that was the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, the Seattle Mariners, not Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles is John Means, where John Means plays. But Pitchy has been really dominant this season, and I do not think that the—I read an article on ESPN that said the K strikeouts are killing baseball. I don't think that at all. What's what I think I'm gonna tell you about this here in a little bit, but what I think is the hitters are killing MLB baseball, and I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But anyway, Spencer Turnbull throws a no hitter. Go, good thing for good thing for him. I mean, he's been through a couple of rough things, but I mean, like you know, rookie year wasn't really that good as expected. He came into in the next year, 2020. I remember facing him as a Cincinnati Reds fan, and he was absolutely dominant that year. Like, he was doing really well. And he comes in this year, mediocre, and is throws a no-hitter. I mean, big shout-out to him for doing that. Good job, Tim. Tigers win that game, and then... After Wednesday morning, I woke up. I woke up Thursday morning, and I see that the New York Yankees' Corey Kluber throws a no-hitter. Wow. Back-to-back no-hitters and back-to-back days, and what's the most ironic part about it? is that it was on Texas Rangers' Corey Kluber bobblehead night that they are supposed to have last year, but since there were no fans, they had it this year. Wow. Like, that's that's amazing right there. Back-to-back -back days, back-to-back -back no-hitters. You don't see that a lot, and Corey Kluber threw the first no-hitter in this century for the Yankees. There has not been a no-hitter since David Cohn's perfect game for the New York Yankees. And really, all the other pitchers that have thrown no-hitters this year have been under-the-radar pitchers. I mean, Joe Musgrove, Carlos Rodon, Wade Miley, John Means, I'm forgetting, uh, yeah, John, uh, Spencer Turnbull, and then you got Corey Kluber. All of these guys have been under the radar this past couple of years. You don't have the Zach Granke's throwing the no-hitter. You don't have the Max Scherzer's throwing the no-hitter. You don't have the Clayton Kershaw, Jacob DeGrom. I could go on and on. They're not throwing the no-hitters. It's these underrated pitchers that are throwing no-hitters. So it's making me think that these pitchers are actually better than we think. And the hitters might be the problem on why baseball is not really succeeding in the hits production anymore. And I'll tell you about that here in a little bit. If you will think about it, what are hitters told these days? Back then when Tony Gwynn or Ted Williams was still playing, one of the two of the greatest hitters of all time, they were told that you hit for contact and you get on base any way you can. 
today, what I see a lot more is hitters not hitting for contact. Hitters do not care about getting on base. They care about the long ball. They care about hitting the ball far and deep and, you know, making a big show about it. You do not have much hitters who hit for the base hits, for the for the batting average, for contact. You don't have that. You have hitters who hit for power, hit for home runs, and hit for the runs batted in. No one knows what Whitey Ball stands for anymore. The coin phrase by Whitey for not Whitey for Whitey Herzog, manager of the Cardinals, he would bunt. And, I mean, he would bunt and he would score with it. He, he would teach his players, you get a hit, it better be for on base. Any hit that they took, the Cardinals took back in the 80s, they would somehow get him in, bunt, and they would have their best hitter up at the plate. If the guy was on first or second base and they had their best hitter up at the plate, they would bunt and they would move the guy up so that the other guy could come in and score. So the other guy who was up next could hit and could score him. No one uses the bunt anymore. No one uses the bunt anymore unless they're really fast and they can get on base. I don't get it. That's And again, that's why strikeouts are up now. Because most of the time when power hitters swing, when hitters that aren't really that powerful swing, they swing and miss. And they swing and miss with a big cut. That's why they're not succeeding. That's why baseball is not succeeding as much. And that's why strikeouts are high because we don't have the Ted Williamses. We don't have the Tony Gwynns. And we don't have anybody like that except maybe Nick Madrigal for the Chicago White Sox who hits like an old-fashioned player. He does not hit for the power. He's a little dude who hits for the average and the hits, and he does awesome with it. So that's my opinion on that. That's why we have a bunch of no-hitters is because – People are swinging for the fences, and they don't need to. All right, let's move on to the standings updates for this week. Not real much change, really, at all. I mean, there was some flip in the standings, but but it's still, you know, again, not changed. We're kind of getting to that point where it's just going to steam off for a little bit. So let's get started in the AL East at number one. The Boston Red Sox with 27 wins, 18 losses. They have been playing really good baseball and have been showing that they are a very good team, and it's no doubt about it. They play like they're professionals, and they are playing like the 2018 Red Sox, not like the 2019 or the 2021s. And for the rest of the league, at number two, we got Tampa Bay Rays, 26 wins, 19 losses. Number three, the New York Yankees, 25 wins, 19 losses. Number four, the Toronto Blue Jays, 23 wins, 19 losses. At number five, the Baltimore Orioles at 17 wins and 26 losses. This, to me, is no doubtably the toughest division in baseball. Like, it was tough between the Rays, Yankees, and Blue Jays. But throw the Red Sox in there, and then the Orioles, they're not bad themselves. You've got a really tough division in there, and it's surprising that the Red Sox are doing so well. The Yankees at the beginning of the season were not doing well at all, but then they started turning the burners, and you've got you've got four teams right now in that division trying to get the divisional crown, while the Orioles are back there trying to figure out where they are. I mean, that's 
really, the AL East right now, seriously, is one, the toughest division in baseball, and it's doing really well. And you got, I mean, you got teams playing again, like the Rays. They started out bad this year, and they're starting to come back. And the Yankees as well started out bad this year. They're starting to come back. Let's move on to the AL Central. At number one, you've got Chicago White Sox, 26 wins, 16 losses. My pick in my MLB predictions list to pick the, for to win the division. They are doing really well. They're playing really good baseball. That young town, I am really I'm really impressed by that. Your mean Mercedes hit a questionable home run um, on a 3-0 count, and Tony LaRusso was kind of upset about it. I can get why he was, but they're still winning. They're still playing really good baseball, and that's just how you got it. That's just how you got to win ball games. I mean, White Sox are playing really well. At number two, you got the Cleveland Indians, the 23 wins, 18 losses. Number three, you got the Kansas City Royals, 20 wins, 22 losses. Number four, the Detroit Tigers, 17 wins, 26 losses. And at number five, you've got the Minnesota Twins with 15 wins and 28 losses. The Royals, thank goodness, got rid of their win- uh, losing streak because that was just depressing. And, and, you know, they were not just, they were not playing that well at all. They got better. They're starting to do better. Still need to climb back to 500, but this also is a tough division as well. Throw in the Royals, and you, it's just, right now, though, it's mainly between the White Sox and Indians, but if you throw in the Royals, if they start getting, if they start getting good, it's going to be an interesting, interesting division as well. And it's surprising that the division winner for the past three years the Minnesota Twins are in last in the division. I'm not sure what's going on there, but that is very surprising. Let's move on to the AL West. At number one, my picks win this division. The Houston Astros, 26 wins and 18 losses. Half the game ahead of the Oakland Athletics. Astros starting to play real well. They're getting guys back. They're getting People are getting healthy again, and they're starting to play really good baseball. And hopefully they can hold on to that division for the rest of the year because the A's, wow, they're starting. They look like a very good team as well. And number so let's move on to the rest of the division. Number two, the Oakland Athletics, 26 wins, 19 losses. Number three, Seattle Mariners at 21 wins, 23 losses. Number four, the Los Angeles Angels at 19 wins and 25 losses. And number five, the Texas Rangers at 19 wins and 27 losses. And right now, I mean, the Mariners have not been playing as good baseball as they were at the beginning of the season. So right now, it's more of the Oakland Athletics-Astros division to win. That might change near the end of the season. I mean, because baseball is a weird sport, and anything can change within, you know, 2 to 20 days, 2 to 200 days. So it can it, – it's going to be interesting to see how it is down the stretch. Let's move on to the National League standings. All right, moving on to the National League standings, we have to start off in the East. And for the NL, we've got at number one, the New York Mets, 20, 20 wins and 17 losses. The Mets, without Jacob DeGrom, are still playing really well. Francisco Lindor, though, has not found his spot, not looking like the Mets would have hoped him to be. Jacob DeGrom actually made a low a rehab start and was absolutely dominant in that game. But if the Mets can get him back, and if the Mets could score runs when he's there, that could be a good game. That could be a good team to watch this season. 
rest of the division looks like this. At number two, the Philadelphia Phillies at 22 wins, 22 losses. Number three, the Miami Marlins at 20 wins and 23 losses. Number four, the Atlanta Braves at 20 wins and 24 losses. Number five, the Washington Nationals at 17 wins and 23 losses. My pick to win this division was the Atlanta Braves. Again, bunch of injuries to their pitching staff. The bullpen really sucks this season. I get how they feel because the Reds' bullpen sucks as well. And it just does not look good for the Braves. The rest of the division, though, I mean, it's right now it's between the Mets and the Phillies. And the Mets, good for them. I mean, they're playing good baseball. So if they keep winning ball games, that's, that's really all that matters. Moving on to the NL Central at number one. The St. Louis Cardinals, 25 wins and 18 losses. The Cardinals, oh my gosh, Cardinals, the Cardinals, Cardinals. They keep winning. They keep winning. They've got Jack Flaherty. They keep winning. They keep winning. They got... You know, no one or not, they keep winning. Uh, St. Louis, I mean, it is getting old because St. Louis has won their division, this division for so many times. And, I mean, I'm just, good thing, good for Cardinals fans that they do well. But, I mean, like, come on. Like, the Cardinals are playing really good baseball, and then you got the Reds, who lose a four-game sweep to the San Francisco Giants. We're over that. We're not going to talk about that again. We're not going to talk about the Giants sweeping the Reds at all four-game series. No, nope, not going to talk about it. Um, but Cardinals playing good baseball, that's all you can say. Here's how the rest of the division looks like. Number two is Chicago Cubs, 22 wins, 21 losses. Number three, Milwaukee Brewers, 21 wins, 22 losses. Number four, the Cincinnati Reds, 19 wins, 23 losses. Number five, the Pittsburgh Pirates at 18 wins, 25 losses. Thank goodness for the Pittsburgh Pirates because I do not like being last in the division, and that's where the Reds almost are right now. The Reds aren't playing very bad baseball, but it's close, and we're not going to talk about that giant series at all. Just no. Not going to talk about that giant series at all because that was depressing. My pick to win the division, the Milwaukee Brewers are in third place right now. Could make a pretty good big jump. I mean, again, if the Cardinals still are winning, it's going to be tough. But we'll see how they do for the rest of the year. I've not really heard much about Corbin Burns because he's just not pitching like he does at the beginning, like he did at the beginning of the season. And moving on to the last division in baseball, the NL West, at number one. Oh, my gosh. The San Francisco Giants, 28 wins, 16 losses. Good job. I'm so glad we could help you get to first place in the division because you sweeped us in four games so you could keep out of the Padres and Dodgers. But I'm sad because it's the Giants, and I really just don't like the Giants. Just nope. How in the world does this happen, okay? Four former Reds, four former Reds are on the Giants' starting rotation. Kevin Gosman, Johnny Cueto, Anthony Disclafani, and Alex Wood. All of them have an ERA below 3.5. All of them. The best we got... Uh, that entire rotation was Johnny Cueto, who finished second in the 2014 Cy Young. How does that happen? Is pitching in Cincinnati bad? I don't know, because it just is irritating. Kevin Gosman, I wish we kept him. I wish 
we kept Kevin Gosman. I still don't know why we didn't keep Kevin Gosman. Because he was great out of the bullpen, and guess what? Our bullpen sucks, and we did not keep Kevin Gosman. And Alex Wood, all we got out of Alex Wood was two starts and not that much at all. But anyway, that's how the Giants have been playing. First in the division, good for them. Moving on to the rest of the division. Number two, the San Diego Padres, 27 wins, 17 losses. Number three, the Los Angeles Dodgers, 26 wins, 18 losses. Number four, the Arizona Diamondbacks, 18 wins, 27 losses. Number five, Colorado Rockies. The Cleveland Browns, Jacksonville Jaguars, the league, Colorado Rockies, beating out the Twins in one loss, 15 wins, 29 losses. Rest of the division, I mean, it's the same as it has as been for the past five weeks, it seems like. And that's just how it, how it is for the NL West. The best team in baseball right now is the San Francisco Giants at .636 winning percentage. They've been playing, again, really good baseball with all the former Reds on their team. Let's move on to the statistical leaders from these past weeks. All right. Let's move. So the first of the statistical leaders is the batting. At for average, you've got your mean Mercedes with th with a .358 batting average, playing really good baseball. Mercedes again. We talked about that home run and moving on. At, for home runs, it's Shohei Otani with 14. Shohei Otani. I mean, seriously, playing really good baseball. Like he might win AL MVP. I picked. Oh shoot, who did I pick? I picked somebody. I know I, I know I picked somebody for AL MVP. I'll have to go back and look, but he might win it this year because oh, it's Mike Trout. Duh. I picked Mike Trout. Who doesn't pick Mike Trout? He might win it this year because of how good he's playing, pitching wise and hitting wise. RBIs, you have got Trey Mancini, no longer JD Martinez, and it's it was going back and forth between Martinez and Rafael Devers. Trey Mancini came in, took over. He's got 39 RBIs on the season. And for stolen bases, we still got Whit Merrifield at 12, and Ramon Laureano. I have not, I have no idea. Still, I don't know if he stole any bases at all. Uh, moving on to the pitching side, of the statistical leaders that wins. You've got Jack Flaherty with eight. He's been pitching really good baseball. St. Louis Cardinals. Moving on. ERA, even though he's still hurt, Jacob Degrom at an 0.68. I don't know if I really would count that anymore because pitchers are pitching more innings. But, anyway. And strikeouts. Today, he's pitching, and he might pass 100 strikeouts since he's facing the worst team in, in their division. Shane Bieber with 92. If he gets eight or more strikeouts, that's 100 strikeouts within the first month of the season. He is on track to beat Nolan Ryan's record of 383 strikeouts. And... He might. Like, he is pitching really good baseball. Shane Bieber is striking out a lot of guys. And that's just what that's what you got. That's what you like to got to see. That's what you like to see from guys like that. And that's why I think strikeouts need to go down because hitters need to hit more for contact. And then walks, hits, per innings, pitch, or as I like to call it, whips. Still, again, Jacob DeGrom with an 0.60 has not changed for the past three weeks. 
And for saves, we've got Mark Melanson with 15 from the San Diego Padres. Wow. <laughs> the Braves' bullpen sucks, and again, they would like to have back Melanson because he is pitching really well at the San Diego Padres. But, you know, that's just what happens. And moving on, finally, last but not least, games to watch today, if any of you are listening still. All right, so we got three games that you guys can watch today. At number one, you got the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. The White Sox are 26 wins, 16 losses, and the New York Yankees are at 25 wins and 19 losses. For the White Sox, they are sending out Carlos Rodon, who is 5-1 with a 1.47 ERA and 49 Ks. He'll go up against Jordan Montgomery, who is 2-1 with a 4 point. 7-5 ERA and 41 Ks. Again, Rodon for the White Sox and Montgomery for the Yankees. Should be a good game. That's at 7.05 p.m. today. At number two, you got the Tampa Bay Rays at the Toronto Blue Jays at 7.37 p.m. For the Rays, it will be Tyler Glasnow, who's 4-2 with a 2.35 ERA and 85 strikeouts. Going up against Toronto's Anthony Kay, a rookie who is 0-2 with a 7.24 ERA and 16 Ks. But that game should be good. The Rays and the Blue Jays fighting for that top spot in the division. And that whole series really should be a good series to watch. And number three, you've got the Los Angeles Dodgers at the San Francisco Giants at 9.45 p.m. you got two Cy Young Award candidates. For Los Angeles, it'll be Trevor Bauer, with four and two, who's 4-2 at 2.20 ERA and 77 strikeouts. For the San Francisco Giants, another Cy Young candidate, Alex Wood, who is 5-0 with a 1.75 ERA and 35 strikeouts. Should be a good game, pitching matchup, high explosive offenses. That's what you want to see. It's going to be in San Francisco, so there might be some balls in the Bay before the series, before the series is over with. So that's all for week 20. Thank you again, the 20th episode of my podcasting career and of this podcast. Thank you all who who still keep listening to this podcast. It really helps out a lot. And I'll see you next week for week number 21. Will be there? Will there be another no hitter? Maybe there will be. And actually, that's what I forgot to talk about. History in the making. There have been six. The record for no hitters in a 162 game season is seven. The record all time is eight no hitters, and that was back in the 1880s. So we might break that this season. Let's see if there's another no hitter this next week, and I'll see you all later.